Psalm 147, verses 1 through 6. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Barrett. So we've jumped over one psalm from yesterday's, Psalm 146. Yes. And, uh, you know, when I read verse 4, I just uh, I had indescribable, the the <laughs> Christian praise classic. Yes. You uh, you place the stars in the sky and you know them and by name. There we go. So this one's a little more familiar maybe than 146, uh, if not <laughs> only for that reason. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, this this really this whole psalm is great, um, and it's a little lengthier than yesterday's. It's twenty verses, but we read the first six today, and we have just some very warm imagery of mm. God. And so it starts off with another Alleluia, mm. and uh, and then it moves into basically why for it is good to sing praises to our God, mm. and I love this. It is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting mm. um it, it's very fitting to to give this hallelujah and so then the psalmist just goes into exactly why and, and he really speaks to the greatness and goodness of god mm. so what are your thoughts on these six verses that open up psalm 147 yeah um agree i love how it says a song of praise is fitting yeah, it just you makes know? sense it's, it, it just, just makes sense it fits yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like when we gather together on sundays and at other times yeah. throughout the week like sometimes the song of praise is just fitting yeah what else are you gonna do uh Come what on. else are you gonna do let's yeah. let's just sing a song of praise let's Come sing on. a song of hallelujah uh which is how this psalm actually starts out as well praise the lord hallelujah Mm-hmm. Um, but in verse two, it's kind of interesting. It says the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcast of Israel. So I don't think this is like conclusive. Uh, however, it, it could certainly be, uh, referring to the return of the exiles from Babylon certainly, and how the Lord is like physically building up Jerusalem. And you have, you know, Nehemiah who goes back and builds the wall. And then you have Ezra, uh, who oversees the building of the the second temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you kind of have like Jerusalem is being built up after, you know, some return from exile in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, verse three is interesting. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I, I want to focus on this verse for just a minute. Let's do it. Because I feel like these. this is one of these that that can get, I don't know if taken out of context is the right words, mm. the right way to say it, or it can just be misinterpreted. Okay. Sometimes I, I think we have to examine, like if we're brokenhearted right now, if someone out there listening is saying, man, I feel like I'm one of the brokenhearted. I think the question to ask is like, why am I brokenhearted? Mm. Am I brokenhearted because of my own sin and something that I've done in my life? Um, there's hope for you too. However, um, th- there's different ways of suffering. Like there's there, there's suffering and injustice uh, very righteously. You know, you have done absolutely nothing wrong to bring on that suffering or that injustice. And yet, 
you find yourself brokenhearted because there's been a suffering or injustice that's been done against you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would say that the the Lord is putting out hope that like he heals the brokenhearted in that case. Yeah. Uh, however, if, if you are one who you know that you're brokenhearted and you're kind of like drowning in your sorrows, but you've actually brought it on yourself through your own sin, mm-hmm. uh, through a, a pattern of, you know, unrepentant sin in your life, you might be brokenhearted and the Lord does offer healing. Yeah. However, there needs to be repentance involved. Uh, and totally. so it's just one of these verses that sometimes I feel like we could, we could come to like, you know, in a, in a moment of, of pain and suffering and feeling like we're, we're, um, suffering some injustice, but mm-hmm. I think it's always good to examine like, why am I brokenhearted at this, at this moment? So that's just a little, I, I kind of feel like it's a little side trail there. No, but I think that's good. It kind of, uh, it kind of, good side trail. It kind of hit me, but um, you know the the psalm the psalm goes on and it says he determines the number of the stars and gives to all of them their names. And I think what the psalmist is trying to do is basically take us from like maybe like the 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 macro like zoomed in view on on you and your heart and your brokenheartedness or whatever to like this huge macro view totally. of like who God is. Like he is the one that determined the number of the stars. I mean, the stars are like forever light years away from us, mm-hmm. up in the you know up in the heavens, up in the sky. Is that the technical metric? I mean, that For, is the technical. Forever light years. Yeah, yeah. Forever light years. I think that's yeah. what the scientists. Yeah, they're measuring. They're using those measurements. He said. Yeah. But um, you know, but it it it, it kind of zooms out to say what verse sure. five says that great is our Lord. Yeah. And abundant in power, his understanding is beyond measure. And so we we have to trust when we're going through difficult times or when we're brokenhearted, when maybe we've been in a season of exile and we're we're returning and there's kind of this building up, a, a rebuilding phase in our life, if you will, that we can step back and we can rely on the fact that great is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And abundant in power, his understanding is beyond measure. Our understanding is not beyond measure. Yeah. So we we have a very limited scope, and we've also we've always got these blinders on with tunnel vision, like mm-hmm. kind of going through life. But mm-hmm. we can always step back and realize, like the God that we serve. You know, if we if we truly serve Him, like He is great in power and abundant in power, and His understands beyond measure. Yeah, you know, I, I think like I, I really want to zoom in on that phrase in verse five that His understanding is beyond measure. I think a lot of the times we hear that and we as Christians or, you know, skeptics of Christianity can think that this central claim about God's intelligence in the Bible is that, you know, the central claim is God is smarter than you. Hmm. And I would say that is like massively dumbing down the sentiment. Huge understatement. Yeah. And, you know, like Isaiah 55, I love it says, uh, my, my ways are not your ways, neither are your thoughts, my thoughts. And there's all these different, um, you know, moments throughout scripture where God is saying that his way of thinking, his line of thinking, his thoughts are totally other than ours. And a a comparison that has been helpful for me, and you have to like listen to this with, you know, charity and a grain of salt, because I think this could be like misconstrued (laughs) as like mean, but it's really not. Yeah. But uh, a comparison that's been helpful for me is basically the, 
the statement here is that God is a is a different type of being than man, mm. which is completely true. He's not a Homo sapien. He is God. Yeah, and, and we are you know like a created thing, and so we are completely different creatures. And so mm. it's kind of been helpful for me to think about like a, a man, like me as a person, and then my dog Eli. Mm. Um, and so like it's not like my dog is an idiot. I actually think he's like a really smart dog. Um, but he just by nature of him being a dog and not a person like there are, he's not capable of like mathematic thought or there's like emotions that he's not, he doesn't have the emotional intelligence to like comprehend or have these emotions or, you know, that, types of relationships and you know just there's so many complex things about the human experience that my dog though he's very smart though i love totally him, missing out on he's completely and it's not even like he he's just like too stupid to see it it's like just by nature of him he being can't. what he is yeah and i think that's helpful for thinking about us as humans mm. versus god is like mm. we are approaching this glorious god who who has fashioned the heavens calls the stars by name mm. And a lot of times we think God, if we're honest, we really think of God as just like a much smarter person than Mm. me. And it's like, no, that's not the claim. It's that his understanding can't be measured. Right. right. Psalm 147 Mm. is literally saying. That's good. And so it's not like God is smarter than you. It's like there, the way that God thinks, the Mm. way that he processes the, the emotions that he feels Though some of those we can share, mm. like a man and his dog, um, we cannot fully even grasp the the way and the nature of his his thinking and and who he is, and uh, and there's great comfort in that because then when we get to the paradoxes of scripture and the great complexities, um, mm. we we have this bedrock that we're standing on that's like me and God are not equals, right? And he's just like further down the road than me, mm. but I'm a created being mm. of this unfathomable creator yeah that's right and i think i think that sets i mean the way you explained it was great and i think it i think it sets the stage very well for verse six which says the lord lifts up the humble Mm. you know when when we have the type of understanding that you were just talking about how it is like creator created beings you know humans dog Mm -hmm. and i think that's what you were afraid was going to be offensive and i kind of feel like you did call me a dog there for a minute but i I think it works and like stupid dog yeah i I know you heard that (laughs) i i I heard it loud and clear and i would i would agree with you based on the analogy you were giving Yeah, yeah um but it's really like when we see ourselves in relation to god yeah the only proper response is humility like yes. the only proper response yes. is for yes. us to just like go low and and not think much of ourselves. Mm. We should not. Um, to get low. Yeah, to get low. I mean, that's what that's what it should be. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and, and and that's why it says over and over in Scripture uh, that God God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble, mm. uh, because He He wants us to understand who we are in relation to him, it's when we start looking at other people and, mm-hmm. and regardless of who you are mm-hmm. and what your, you know, what your net worth is and all these things, you can always look at somebody else that you're above, mm-hmm. that you're better than. Mm-hmm. And so when we start looking at everybody around us, we, we size ourselves up 
and that's when pride starts happening mm. and we become proud in heart and all that. And God, you know, as James 4, 6, 1, 1 Peter 5, 5 says that God will oppose us. Mm-hmm. He opposes the proud. Um, but that he wants us to be humble. And when we, when we rightly see ourselves in relation to God, that is the proper response that Absolutely. we will be humble. Absolutely. And, and what's amazing is that when God himself took on flesh, he did not take this prideful stance, even though he would be, you know, no one would fault him for it. Yeah. But he actually takes this humble stance in the person of Jesus. Yeah. It's that like realizing that, you know, us and God, uh, we are on totally different levels. Um, it, It makes incarnation it makes the gospel, totally. it makes God's kindness, his patience, his forbearance. It, it lights it all up in such an amazing way. And so that's right. Uh, I would say like, you know, that, and that's kind of what's like really ironic about this like dog comparison is like, if that's like an offensive thing, um, then it actually signifies like pride. And you need to think less of yourself. Yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> it's like to think lowly of yourself um and and not in like a self-hateful way but to just realize who you are in the grand scheme of things that's right um it makes the gospel so much sweeter and and so to not do so you're actually just missing out on so much joy and gratitude so uh, a really great word from psalm 147 um that should just make us so grateful for a god who is so much greater than and totally other than us and yet would would step down and lift up the humble so for barrett fisher this is will carlisle and we will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on god's word If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.